Hello folks, welcome along to the Left Wing Back Show once again. We're back after a few weeks off and we turn our attention to football. Kenny, to get through the show is in association with the Back in Line Clinic and thanks to uh, Paul Kelly for looking after us with that. I think he's back in line in the Calavan Tony Gall uh, set up as well. Might have been missing for the first round. I think he played centre back the last day. So back in line by name, back in line by nature and back in contention. Um, we have a stellar cast on this evening's programme. We've plenty to go through. We try to figure out these permutations as best as we can in terms of the weekend's football action. Um, the show possibly could be brought to us in association with Panadol or Norfin as well because there's a lot of headaches in terms of what may or may not happen. Uh, but we'll do our best to bring all those possible permutations to you with the best of knowledge that we have to hand at the time. Um, delighted to welcome along Stevie Barnbrick once again. Stevie, you're still in the attic. Um, we can see you. Can we hear you? How's things? Uh, we seem to have a delay. Yeah, a bit like yeah. Anne Frank yeah. at the moment. <laughs> a bit like Anne Frank at the moment here, I think. Um, yeah, it's good to be back, anyway. You're welcome back, uh, your new marital status, anyway. Yeah, cheers for that. Appreciate it. Um, we have former Carlos Slater, Tommy Wogan. How's things with you, Tom? Oh, good, Kev. Thanks for having me on. Great to have you on, Tom. And we have Mr. Christy Bulger. How's things, Christy? Surviving. Thanks for having Thanks me on. Delighted to have you on. Um, what does uh, Tommy Wogan have in common with all these guests apart from me? Um, I think Tommy won championships with yourself and Christy at various grades. County final, got that county final with you, Stevie, I think, as well. So, uh, Tom, you're responsible for a lot here. Uh, you dig me out a few holes on uh, Casey Law a few times as well. Um, yeah, yeah, we hit, hit the crossbar. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. We won't go there, Stevie. <laughs> still sore, still sore. And listen, Tom, um, obviously, you know, in previous times, we had Turlow on here to go through bits and pieces. We were targeting Daniel St. Ledger to come on and give us a dig out as well. And now the two boys are after teaming up. They're down in Calavin, oh. Donegal. Um, have you been chatting to them? How are they getting on? Yeah, it seems to be getting on great. Uh, it seems to be getting a great uh, reaction from the players. And uh, it's great. It's great to see them down there. And uh, I think the lads are enjoying them as well, like, you know. And um, he's, he, he's enjoying it as well. It's, 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 look, he was never going to be too far away from it, like, you know. So it's, it's good to see him back and delight for him, like, you know. Yeah, I mean, there was going to be an issue scratch there eventually. I know last year he needed a break. He got the break, but... You know, there's so much knowledge that that man can still impart, and it's great to see him back involved with, with some team. You know what I mean? Yeah, it is. I like, can you know, delight for him. You like, know, and 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 look, Calavin are going to benefit greatly from him as well. Like, you know, because uh, look at the experience he has and what he's been through with with Leroy and with the county teams and that. Like you know, so um, it's great. You know, the best of luck to him. Best luck indeed. And just a quick one, folks. You can get in touch with us, of course. Uh, just put a comment on. Uh, Facebook or YouTube. We're not actually live on Twitter tomorrow. We'll pop the YouTube link in there in a couple of moments' time. Um, and don't forget to uh, follow us across all the social media platforms and subscribe on YouTube and the usual crack. And you get us on Spotify and Apple now. We get the podcast up later on. Um, Christy, we won't dwell too much on this. I wasn't expecting to have you this week. Uh, one man's sorrow is another man's joy. We do have you. Um, hard luck last Sunday. Uh, disappointing? Uh, very. Um Nobody minds losing. It's the manner in which you lose. Uh, 
if the performance is there, you can take it. But when it was so flat for 30 minutes, it's hard to stomach. It's still hard to stomach. But uh, look, we'll go back to the drawing board. We'll improve and we'll develop and we'll go forward. We won't sit down for too long on it. Yeah. Chances were there, in fairness. You know, you were making those. If you weren't making them, it'd be a different story. Yeah, like in the second half, James, we got a right good run of scores. But like, looking back at video, it, it was us that missed them. Like, it wasn't a referee's call or their mistakes or anything. We had the chances and we failed to capitalise and punish them. Yeah, and in terms of uh, management, I think this was, uh, was this your first adult team to be over? How, how did you find it went overall? And what, what was the, the key learnings that you took from the year? Um. Yes, my first adult team. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, there was a good buzz around the place. I suppose as a club, they're transitioning. For, like county final two years ago, it lost a lot of the older guard, a lot of young lads stepping up. Um, they need to earn their stripes and they have to be given time to to do that rather than being pigeonholed into well he's not ready or he's not good enough. They have to be given time. Everybody deserves a chance um, dealing with adults is brilliant um, I think you're just trying to raise the standard, create a different kind of culture and vibe around the place and just move forward and see where it takes you mm. So um, obviously you know we're grateful to have you here now as a pundit you're going to be busy anyway uh, I know you're involved with uh, the IT Carlos squads you have a number of things going on, I don't know how you're getting the time for this at all uh, but yeah you're not going to be idle as the fella said uh, definitely not and I think that's a good thing this week because I didn't have time to get sour over things too much so uh, no involved with the IT doing a few bits and pieces around um, yes yeah, so no real downtime I don't mind it either I'm just a nuisance if I have too much time in my hands absolutely you're out in De La Salle aren't you? Prez De La Salle yeah yeah, yeah. good stuff Another same thing a couple of us have in common I think Stevie did you go De La Salle? <laughs> Stevie's a first delay up there. In yeah, we're the first first years to go into it. Good man, good man. So mm. uh, and Christy's out there keeping keeping the whole thing going as the as the fella said. So Jesus, yeah, that's I've, the story. I've, I've lots of help out there. Yeah, Jesus, um, it's a transformed school. I can tell you from the time I went over anyway. There's there's been serious improvements, and mm. it's great to see in fairness and you know onwards and upwards. But listen, lads, we we'll talk straight into the action. We've had an awful lot of stuff to get through. Um, <laughs> in terms of the last couple of weeks, um, I'm not going to comment too much on that. I'm going to dry, dive straight in because we, as I said, we do have a lot to get through. The, the handiest way, I think, to tackle these games is in the order of which they're actually happening. So we'll jump into the fixtures. Tomorrow night, that being Friday, in Netwatch Cullen Park, there is a double header. Intermediate Championship first. There's junior games on tomorrow night as well. We'll start with Intermediate. So 6.45, it is Kilbride versus Fenna. And then after that, you have St. Patrick's versus the Fighting Cox. So just to give... A little bit of context into what's been happening in this group. Uh, Fenna, that tells its own story. They have a plus 49 score difference. They have big wins over Tolo and the Fighting Cox. Now, having said that, as things stand, you know, Kilbride have two points. They've had a couple of draws. Their score difference is zero. But the funny thing is, if Kilbride win this game, you know, you'd fancy Fenna for it. But if Kilbride do win it, they'll go straight through to the semi final. So, you know, it is interesting. Um, I don't know, like, we'll talk about structures a little bit later on, but maybe we'll start with a bit of a verdict on where we, where we see this one going. Um, Tommy, I'll start with you. I suppose it's probably hard to look past Fennec, given their, their recent run of form and the scores have been racking up. Yeah, it is, Kev. Uh, 6-17, uh, 
four points against the Cox is that's serious scoring. Serious scoring. And and look at I'm not surprised. Uh, I think that they have some very good underage uh, talent there coming through. And uh, I just see they have a lot of pace in the team as well. They're young lads, like, you know, they're buzzing like young Wall is, is doing well from there. I'm sure they have Sean Murphy in there, you know. Um, so they're going to be very difficult to beat, I think, you know. I think I see them, I see them, uh, I see them going all the way in, in intermediate. Um, I think they're very, very good. There's a good balance about them as well, like, you know. There's a lot of youth in it, as I say, like, I mean, and um, they're scoring. I mean, yeah, the old saying, goals win games, and like 6 17 is that serious scoring, like, you know. It is indeed. Chris, um, are we with Fenn on this one and how impressed have you been given their, their run of form? Uh, I think, look, they're a great young side and they're only going to get better. I think it's they can go as far as they want to go. It's up to them, to be honest. Um, I thought they would have they been there thereabouts last year and they would have been disappointed with the semi-final loss. But uh, no, they seem to have their heads switched on. New management team this year. Um, probably one or two of the younger lads got their chance last year that serves them well going into this year and yeah I just think if their heads are on the game and they don't get too far ahead of themselves they'll be thereabouts come the come the final mm-hmm. so Stevie are you going off in here as well and just add in something like from I suppose from my own point of view having coached the, the neighbouring minor hurlers in 16 and 17 you know, a lot of those good ball and killing lads we come up against were obviously forming that Fenna team, and there's a lot of those after trickling into the first team setup, which is mm. great to see. Um, but a very strong second team actually as well, and participation is so important, even if it is not with the first team that lads keep playing the game, and that seems to be the case out there. Now, if there's anyone that'll try humble you, it is Kilbride, and you're talking about a very young team against a very experienced team here, and they probably will have a little bit too much for them, but. If they get caught up in a bit of a dogfight, this might be more of a contest than the previous two games. Would you agree with that? Yeah, but should I have looked to have Parry Hines and uh, Cho Cho back? You know, they have these lads were missing last year or injured as well. And, you know, they, they would have been on Parry Hines would have been in the minor teams there, the good minor teams. Long, like Cormac Lomax is only come on as a sub now. I don't know. Like, if he's helped be kept off the team. A fair start in 15. I know you're going to the stage now where you're looking at four or five impact subs coming on if you can afford to have them. Uh, Michael Murphy, corner forward there. He's putting up six, seven points. They're throwing go. Jack Tracy, like just live wire. He's a serious prospect, no matter what sort of ball he has in his hand, whether it's soccer or Gaelic or, or hurling. Yeah. And uh, now I seen, I was at the Kilbride Cox game, and it was a queer game because it was. Basically, one team at the ball for 15 minutes. Here you score what you can, and we'll get back off you there. And the code went anyway. Now, Parig Nolan probably was a standout for Kilbride by a long way. I think he had about five or six points in play. He was a good target man, great head on him, showed the experience. You've won at the, won at the far end. You have Dara Foley. You know, these lads, you know, Stephen Curry came on and went off injured. He was only on about two minutes and went off again. Um, you'd be fancying Fenna to. to to pull through, I, I can't see it being a scoreline like like it was last week against against the Viking Cox though. I just uh but like all known form at the minute, Fennish should go straight through to the semi final. 
All right. So um, just bear with us, lads. When we are going over to Stevie, there is three or four seconds of a delay. So uh, we will get to him there eventually. Um, there was actually lads outside the house here today in the KN group in Circus Van, and they were rolling out the, the Rob and Fiber, I think. So we might try to send out the pan of the goal as well to, to get Stevie sorted. Um, but we'll move on to that other game we talked about, the St. Patrick's and, and Fight the Cox game, which, you know, there'll be, there'll be skin flying on that one as well. Um, a, lot to, a lot to play for in that like i mean just look at the table again so they both a point apiece obviously um yeah like it, it's funny lads because i actually i went with <laughs> which is a shy call in hindsight now i went with tolo against fenna at the start in the first round and i thought she's are coming up on a high and maybe you know just maybe not knowing that fenna had made such improvements um in this one i think i'll go with tolo um Straight up, I suppose. And if you want to put a bit of colour on it, work away. And Tommy, will come back around to you again. Yeah. Um, again, look at uh, Toro are building a team again, like you know. And it's going to see like Dylan Gorman is in there. He's a good lad. He's a good, good footballer. And you've got the, the old warrior Jack Kennedy there, they're notching up the scores again, like you know, phenomenal uh, guy like for scoring and and all the tools and that. So look at the. Uh, they're building a team again, like you know, and, and we look and many people have said it, like, you know, we'd love to see Tolo back up at senior senior level, like, you know. And you know, they're, they're going the right they're going the right way about it. Like, I mean, they're, they're, look, they're gonna be have to be patient. And uh, but I think you know, the, they seem to be going the right direction, you know. Mm-hmm. All right. So Chris, where are you seeing that one going? Um I don't know much about the Cox to be honest. I haven't seen them this year. Um, I was at a few of the Pats games or Tullow games last year and kind of was impressed with what they're trying to do like they're trying to do the right thing um, the way they're playing as well is good, it's productive, it's progressive um, they've a good blend of youth with experience probably a bit more on the youth side and even from school football Tolo's buzzing out there at the moment. They have some serious, serious talented players. So I'd be interested to see what way this one does come out. I couldn't I couldn't call it. I don't know enough about the Cox to call it. So uh, I'm just going to sit on the fence for this one. Am I allowed to All do right. that? <laughs> uh, yeah, well, Joe did it for a long time on the Hurling show. And Joe's actually, after getting in touch with us here, uh, we'll bring up the comment on, this, on the, the stream. We're going to block you off for a second. Great to hear Tommy and Christy talk since. You and Stevie, not so much. I'm enjoying retirement on the couch here. He wrote the great work. I think it's actually semi-retirement because he says that with the hurling the whole time as well. And he played most of the championship with Ballon Kill and intermediate level. So there you go. Actually, he's another one as well. He's, just, he's on fire here. Uh, P.S. Fenner Sam. Yeah, good man. If you want to get in touch, lads, as we said, you know, comment on the stream on YouTube and, and Facebook, as, uh, as the fella said. Uh, Steve, just to wrap up on that one, uh, Toller the Fighting Cox. Uh, I might give Toller a slight nod. Uh, but look, I did. Tolo come up from junior, uh, like Fenna, last couple of years. First thing he wanted to do was him up and stay up. Anyway, that's number one. And I'm not saying Tolo going to be happy with just staying up. Right, if you, if the if they win Sunday, could be in the quarter final. That'd be you know a, a great bit of experience, as uh, the boys have said there, like to a team that they're trying to blend the team for for coming years. So I might just give a slight nod to Tolo on the day, St. Pat's to to get over fighting Cox, but there'll be nothing in it. I'd say it could be. Them two matches now to be they'll be keeping a, a close eye. I know they're they're one after the other. The, so yeah. obviously the Kilbride match will have dictated what's going to happen in the second one. The, they'll know what the, what's ahead of them. So 
Yeah, I'll give Sam Pats a one or two point nod. All right. If you see me uh, looking down here, lads, I am just throwing the link onto Twitter from YouTube. So that should be up, which is there now. Um, yeah, I'm after uh, moving across to... Just uh, I went to the wrong tab there, sorry. Uh, yeah, that, that group then. So just to give the out-now permutation. So Fenno in there straight through uh, to the semi-final. If Kilbride beat Fenno, they're straight through and Fenno into a quarter-final. Um, mm. <laughs> after that, it gets tricky. So, like, St. Pat's have a minus 18 score difference and uh, the Fighting Cox have a minus 31 score difference. So just say, you know, there is a, there is a draw there, then... That's the status quo. Like fighting Cox are in trouble, and uh, Tolo will go through. Um, so that's the best context. I think we can kind of try into that one. Um, so we'll move on to those junior fixtures then uh, for Friday night, and these are both eight o'clock starts. It is Palatine versus Grange. Palatine at home advantage. At the same time, O'Loughlin are at home to Airogue. So um, Grange have been racking up, you know, similar enough to Fenna, pretty big scores, and most people are kind of saying that. They nearly had this junior championship wrapped up, lads. Um, they're looking pretty good at the moment, Tommy, aren't they? Well, again, nine nineteen, some scoring so this. They're uh, that's serious scoring, it. But uh, yeah, look at again. You look, you're, I, I see the, the the old warrior again. Kieran Penders in there, and John Murphy, the stalwart, is is, is doing the job for them. You know, um. Again, like, like Christy, I, I know very little about them. I haven't seen them playing this year yet, like you know. But uh, going on, going on that that scoreline there, they're obviously going going the right way anyway. Steve, you saw them play up close and personal. Probably the hardest cardio session you ever did. I think you were umpire, weren't you, on the O'Loughlin end, and you just had to keep going, keep going and going and going. And sure, I think eventually the boys threw in a few extra footballs, and it saved you a, a cardio hit session anyway. But it wasn't great for O'Loughlin. Yeah, well, I was, it was my idea that the footballs weren't coming back in because we were, O'Loughlin were playing up the 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 hill, we'll call it, in O'Loughlin. There's not much of a hill in it now, but there's always an advantage playing down the down the way. And, uh, yeah, she looked at a strong, serious strong... I, I was only looking at the forwards, literally, you know, that was, and that, that's not being smart, no, but they were, they were well set up. I said John Murphy, uh, centre forward, and Pender full forward, and the, the four wings were pulling out. They did speed at football and everything. Uh, yeah, Toyota's just come down then with two more footballs after five minutes when I was Dilly Allen throwing the ball back to Martin Lynch for the kickouts. But uh, no, they, they were they looked serious now. Um, so like they're go, probably going to, I guess they're going to beat Palantine. Uh, you know, O'Loughlin have Airog. That's going to be nothing in, they'd say, because O'Loughlin probably. They say Rogue's third team. O'Loughlin have probably, you know, at the start of the year, there's five or six lads gone onto the first team there, made their debuts against Ballinarana. So, mm. in transition at junior level there as well. First thing with your junior team is make sure you have a junior team going out anyway. And, right, obviously, arrange them as best you can. So, with Grange, yeah, they were serious. Like, they were, I was impressed with their, they had everything in the forward team, a mix of everything size, speed, shape, and were clinical as well. Like, you know, they got, to get seven goals now in fairness there wasn't one Mark Lynch couldn't stop like I'll be honest we're all players well away so look if you think they'll, they'll handle Palantine and they're locking their all game like it's that's up in the air it's like a go either way yeah it could indeed and, and just to give a brief bit of context we're going to talk about the other junior group in a few moments time but if you look at the score difference in that group um, Granger plus 80 
and they were over on bottom of minus 45. So obviously 125 in the difference. Whereas in the other side of it, Tin Ireland are plus six and the bottom team is minus eight. <laughs> there's some uh, there's some difference in that difference. link. Um yes. if you want to go down through it, like I mean, uh yeah, I've grand joined this as well, and I'm sure Chris and Tom, you, you have grand joined it. Like, I mean, they're they're just flying yeah. at the moment. Fleming uh Alan Fleming, Kieran Pender, and I like Kieran Pender and Niall Bourne in a two map with a forty is dangerous enough, but Fleming is racking up scores as well for the last couple of years. And it's a daunting prospect at junior level when you see them boys. Like it doesn't matter what age Pender is, like Pender is so hard to stop. He just has that experience and that junior level. You know what I mean? Like he's crafty out once he oh. gets the ball in his hand, he's, he's just that's that's it. Like I mean it's Pender's he's crafty out like, footballer, you know? like an unbelievable footballing brain and it has had for nearly twenty years, like. You know what I mean? Look, okay, we a lot of them boys like to hear and Pender and that, like you know, uh, John Hayden as well, Lock and all these ads. You know, I, I the utmost respect for all these guys that stay playing with their clubs to bring the next group on, like you know, and you know that's what's needed badly in clubs. Like when you see these guys still soldiering with their clubs, like you know, and bringing on the next the next group of chaps in their clubs, you know, that's brilliant. That's that's great stuff, like you know. It is, and especially it's needed in rural clubs, Tom, because, like, you know, with the greatest will in the world inside Nairog, you, you have a great luxury, you have big numbers, and the age profile is pretty decent across all the teams. It's not like yeah. that in rural yeah. areas, so, like, no. you don't but need, it's, it's, I'm not saying you don't need lads of that age in Nairog as well, at certain grades, but they're literally the difference in rural teams having a second team or not. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, look, you go to Calavan and you look at John Carroll and Paul Kelly, Still playing with Calavin, like you know, my God Almighty, like I mean, them them boys, phenomenal, like I mean, they, they, what they've given to, to to their club, you know, and they're still playing, you know, and I, I have huge respect for for players like that 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 stay in their club and stay playing to bring on the next next group of chaps, like you know, it's you know, I, you know, they're, they're great lads, like, you know? they, they all know about anything. They've been no. such good servants, like so. Yeah. Like for me, even like a small thing there. You check out Grange on Twitter that you see how much time and effort's gone into say the juveniles to put a new gym together. That tells me there's a few people driving that big time, and that shows then in kind of yeah. people to have on the field and what they're trying to do. Like they're realistic about where they're at, and they're going to play to that, and they're going to do the rest in junior. Uh, so. I think it's onwards and upwards for them. Yeah, I agree yeah. wholeheartedly. It'll take something serious to stop many bodies like that. Um, but yeah, as 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 we're kind of saying there, um, in terms of what's what's going on, like O'Loughlin and Aero don't have any points to their name so far, so that's effectively a knockout game and losers going into relegation. Palace mm. said are on the four points; like they're they're guaranteed the quarter final, as the fella said. And if they in the unlikely event, you know they were to win. They, they would top the group, but you're probably looking at Grange into a semi-final and Pal second, and then the winners of all Auckland and Rogue are, are going to be third, and that's that's that one. But just, for, sorry, just quick verdicts. Is it all Auckland or Airog on in that junior game, lads? Um, I don't know not really enough about it myself, about either of the two teams. I've seen the lineups and all, but it's very hard for me to make a call on it. So I'm going to sit in defence for this one in Christy Bulger style. So what do you reckon? Yeah. I I'm trying Chris on the on the fence. I, oh, I know geez. very little. It's not that sturdy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I tell you, I make. I'll say Airog this time, and just what kind of Stephen said, like O'Loughlin against Ballinabrana senior went to all guns blazing and brought up five or six, even seven, eight lads, um, onto their senior team. I think 
it'll take them a little while to just grab the numbers and grab a hold of it there uh, at junior level. So I'm just going to say barely Airog in this All one. Right. And job. Steve, do you want to try your hoping sport here? Well, sure, I'm going to go the opposite end. I'll have to go barely all Auckland. So, <laughs> balance the fence. <laughs> Good stuff. Right, we'll, um, we'll kick on to Saturday then, lads. And obviously, you know, there's just one group in which Senior Championship Games are taking place. And it's because there's nine teams in one of the groups and eight in the other. So, the other group, the last round of those games will be the weekend after next. Now, we're trying to establish, if anyone can get in touch with us, actually, are the intermediate and junior quarterfinals going to be next weekend or are it the weekend after? So if you don't know, get in touch with us and just drop the comment because we actually don't know ourselves. So um, don't be afraid to get in touch and let us know that. But anyway, um, in terms of what's going on with the senior fixtures, uh, 6 o'clock, Netwatch Cullen Park on Saturday evening, you have Ballin up against Raffilly and then 7.45, All Auckland versus Bagnasown Gales. I'm actually looking forward to these two games, lads, to be honest with you. Um, I didn't get to see a whole lot of football, as you said, the last couple of weeks. Just We were so busy in that. Um, but, um, yeah, these these are going to be good ones. Like, I mean, in terms of Banner's progress, they weren't out last weekend. Uh, 2.12 to 13 points uh, on Auckland beat Banner, I think, Stevie, wasn't it? So um, I actually thought Banner might win that one. Yeah. And I won't lie. So look, we'll reveal it here now for the crack. The day after the wedding, we were um, we were having a few more points, and we had a little syndicate, and we thought Ballon Brander were going to win this. We were liking the look of them, liking the price. There could have been 15 lads, I think, in the syndicate. But anyway, we uh, we didn't go thirsty, but uh, it wasn't because of Ballon Brander. <laughs> I'll put it like that. But um, I I think, you know, and it brings us into the structures thing, which we'll talk about a little bit later on again. Like, Raffili obviously are in great form. Big win overall, Auckland. Um, Hard-fought win over Mullins Surrenders, it must be said. I think Ballarat might raise it for this though. I think Ballarat are in a pretty good position in comparison to maybe previous times they've come up. Um, so, yeah, like I mean, you're, you're probably still fancying Raffili, but this might be a little bit closer than you think. Because I remember a couple of years back, uh, and they might have actually beaten since. But one year when Bagnestown weren't long up, uh, you know, they were giving Raffili a right old hustle, and they have a fierce habit, Raffili do of a certain level of inconsistency over the years where you'll see them blow teams away and then there's a bit of a dour performance in them every now and then. So I just about give them the benefit out in this one, but I think there's a big performance of Banderana. Now, Chris, I'll come to you first on this one. Um, Banderana have no choice. I think they would have been eyeing the O'Loughlin game as a, a must-win. Um, like, they got up for the intermediate um, got themselves up I'd say they nearly surprised themselves in one way that the the one I think all bets were on Kildavin for that one they did their they best to throw it away as well in fairness now well, not being yeah, harsh, yeah, yeah well there was t- two lads on the sideline for Kildavin that changed the game in the second half when they came on um, but uh, yeah I think they've, they've no choice they have to target this they have to go at it I, I think from what you're saying the last time they're up in senior I hate using the word naive but like they got caught there against the island a long ball into the square in the last minute they would have learned from that um, or Lachlan would have went gung-ho for them and nearly seen them as soft kind of targets to get two points on the board but uh, no I think they have to target this I think they have a lot more youth on their side this time around um, with Raffili I see Raffili like you said they have a bad game in them I don't see a bad game. I see they go gung-ho for 25, 20 minutes. 
to pull up the handbrake, to take a breather a little bit. Um, maybe there's not legs in some lads that they, they, they need to pay, play in kind of power sports. Um, but look, if 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 you give Rafaeli space and time, they're going to cut you a new one. So like they're they're so crafty and they play a great brand of football. Um and like that team has been together a long time. I know they've young lads like Paul Darren and that coming up, um, which is great to see. I think it's going to be a right good tussle. I I like everybody will say Rafaeli will win it, but who knows? I think Balnebrana, if they want to stay up and they want to survive and they want to to, to be where they want to be, they're going to have to go at this one. Big time. Tommy? Yeah, yeah, I agree with Christian. Uh, I think Brandon Brown is back to the wall now. They need, to, they need to come out and they need to play. Look at, uh, again, I've seen them uh, playing there. Uh, it was against Sol Auckland, but uh, they didn't, I didn't, I personally myself, I, I thought they, they could have used Samson a bit better, like, you know, and they didn't seem to be getting that ball in into him, like, you know, that, that they did in previous years, uh, they used them very well. Um, but I was impressed with them. I mean, they're a young team and uh, they're full of running, like, you know, and they, they really look at like, it's They have nothing to lose. They need to come out and uh, they will probably cause problems for Rafili. But, you know, the experience that Rafili have, like, and I think, you know, it's, it's going to be a tough one for them. But uh, it's championship, you know, and we all know championship. Anything can happen. Mm-hmm. Steve, where's this one going? Well, Ballerbrand against Phil Auckland, say going out, Darren Lunyon and Robert Sanson were going to get a point between them from play. You'd say, oh, Auckland were going to win that game all day long, which they did. But uh, like they'll have to get more out of the boys. And it's probably the first game I've seen yeah. at that level that Ballerbrand haven't got more out of the two lads. Like, that generally be good yeah. for and six, seven points in play between the two of them and Sansom and Loney deadly and freeze as well, but they just didn't get... They had a good spread of scores that night, you know, they probably had two or three forwards chipped in with one, maybe David Cox, Jamie Loney, these lads got a point apiece, but um, it's like a county final day, you're going to need eight lads, six, seven, eight lads scoring if you're going to produce a performance to beat uh, Rathville, I think. Uh, and like last Sunday, all Auckland, they took... I took Bangstone one Mr. Rangers 48, 50 minutes to score four points. Mm-hmm. Philly had it after four minutes. Like you have the likes of Alan Kelly, uh, Brian Murphy, the most underrated man I'd say there's been in, in Carroll in the last 15 years. And, he, and he's uh, still playing serious football. Brendan Murphy. Yeah. yeah. And still, he had, he had three scored a half time, I'd say, last Sunday. Uh, yeah. You have that, Kevin Murphy. You now he chipped in with two points before half time, a goal after it, put the game to bed. Uh, but still, I, I, I'd agree with. Tommy, they have to get more with Sanson, but like maybe a direct ball in. I don't know what. Like uh, James Dolan was, uh, it was handled fairly well last week, but the Rafili full back. Um, so size was look. Sanson is a serious prospect if he gets gets the right supply, and can feed off other lads. Then, but uh, as as Christie says, like they know it's, uh, it's championship now, and Balnebrand will have two games played after this weekend, and the need to have points in the board, but still you'd have to go. You'd have to fancy Rafili, but. Because uh, Rafili, like in the county final last year, lost me what six or seven points, and I feel like they didn't do themselves justice. And that's not saying like you're up against an arrow team winning four in a row. Um, you know they, they'll they'll feel that the you know they want to get another quarter of arrow if, if possible this year. Uh, like you be, be thinking at the minute, the two teams will be favourites to top their groups, obviously, so they wouldn't be probably playing to the county final. But uh, no, you 
like as Bonderband, if Liam Ryan's goals had went in the first half against Toy Lockland, one of them even could have yeah. changed the whole outcome of the match. So, uh, look, I, I'd be going for Raf Philly, but Bonderband will have to let them know they're there and from the first minute and get into their into their faces and just don't let Bonderband or Raf Philly get the scoreboard taken over like they did last Sunday. I think it's nearly like uh, the tables are going to be turned a little bit because O'Loughlin did that to Bonderband. I think O'Loughlin got in Bonderband's faces and said, Come on, you're up now with the big boys. Let's see what you're made of. And kind of about the direct ball into Samson, that's been their play for years. They're just trying yeah. to kind of, they're trying to change their angle of attack. Like if David Cox is after coming into his own, he's outstanding the last year. Uh, they have a half back line there that it'd be a mix for any or a match for any uh, half, half forward line. They're a great launch pad. So I think it's like Rafili definitely have the experience. But it's kind of exciting to see where Balnebran are at and are they, say, ready for this jump? Are they ready to say to stay up in senior football? Yeah. I remember you having a right hustle with Samson actually in the intermediate final three years ago, Chris. Uh, I, was, I was only back from Dubai and i tell you one thing, I was wrecked after it. He's a big man. <laughs> he's a unit. Yeah, he's all yeah, there. But, lads, you know, in championship, if you don't have belief in yourself, you know, you've got to have belief. You know, when you go into championship, you gotta believe you you have the, the makings or, or, or the winnings of this game, and that's what Banner Brandon need to do. They need to believe in themselves. They need to bring their A game, you know, and they need to they need to go after it. And not it's not about 10, 15, 20 minutes. They need to go after that for the whole hour, chase everything down, like you know. And uh, if they can do that, they can raise their game at all. They will they will give it a a, a an awkward time with it, you know. I think as well with the water breaks as well. This goes for yeah. all games. Like, like it's hard. It's hard to get momentum. So when you have your purple patch, you need to take the most of it. Is there a need for water breaks? Is there a need for the water breaks now? I don't think so. Yeah. I, I don't see why. Uh, 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 there's not, but there's still going to be in. Yeah. Yeah. See that yeah. breaks the momentum. Like you know, I mean, if you have a bit of momentum there, like you know, and. You go to a water break, like we've all seen it. Like, like your team comes back out, like, I mean, it's, it's some teams find it hard just to, to get back up to the pace of the game again. It takes them a while to get to the pace of the game. They're a tactics break, is what they are, Chris. You know that as well as anyone. Like, I mean, yeah, I don't want to go back to last Sunday again, but I think that was at a time when you were struggling in the first quarter. And I'd say you were delighted you had a water break that you could get. The uh, I, couldn't, I couldn't believe it came around so quick, to be honest. It was just, um. Yeah, probably last week I was delighted. Other weeks you're yeah. raging, raging that you have to come in because you're just like, geez, we're only after getting going here now. We're only starting to get the cobwebs out. So, um, yeah, like hopefully they go. I'd, I'd, if there was a vote in the morning, say have them or take them out, I'd take them out. Yeah, I yeah, agree. I would. I'd take them out. Yeah, it's even a nightmare when you're at a game and you're trying to cover it actually because <laughs> if you only have the phone or whatever and you haven't the stopwatch, uh, even remembering to, to hit. Stop on it for the moment or keep an eye on the time. Mm. And lads are saying to you, what's left? What's left? No one knows what's left in the second quarter yeah. or the fourth quarter because they're not paying attention to when the game stops still. So hopefully they're yeah. gone and done and dusted. But anyway, um, they're here for now. We may we may put up with them, as the fella said. Oh, Auckland Bagness Town, another little tasty one. Uh, quarter to eight, same venue. And we always knew, you know, when the draws were met or whatever, we were rubbing our hands because there were so many local derbies across all the grades in all the groups like it was actually unreal you, could, you couldn't have handpicked it really so 
Um, in terms of the town, so Stevie, that was a funny one last weekend. Like, what were they? Four points to no score up again, Rangers. And I go back to four all, did it? And then they won five four. Weren't it saying that? Yeah, five four. Yeah, like it was a strong wind blowing into the into the the Dublin Road end, and the, just the scores never came for either team. And it was just, you know, it was a. We've all played in these games where it just looks like you know an old scuttery goal or something will win the game, and uh, you know, Bangladesh were four points up. Darren Oll never got into the game. He was taken off after half time, I think. He comes back on then, uh, for the last ten minutes, gets one chance on the twenty one over the far side, uh, in stoppage time possibly, and uh, just gave her enough to go over the crossbar, dropped dead over the bar nearly. And that was the win of the game. Two Clarks had thought no, just pulled Bangstone through. I thought just when it was the hard yards to to be to be uh, to be worked, they were they were doing a lot of that. The, the scores the first half. I'd say Jamie got maybe one from the free, and one from play. I'm not sure about Robbie Kane. He got one from the free as well. But um, they'll be expecting more or more lads. Like um, it was their first game as well. Um, like most had the game the week before against Rath Philly. Uh, look. Nevin won't need telling he'd say he was raging like you know just the, the, when they did get back into it, it took him 48 minutes to score and then they got four in they got two in about two minutes and they got back level and you know they, they're just they've two losses on the board now so but uh, the Bagnestown I, I just there'll be a lot of this like John Dyle is I think is he gone back junior and he, he was probably missing as well there for carrying the bay ball there too you know it was you know these lads leave a they leave a gap behind them too, and there's a, probably a few new lads. There's a young Dwyer chap corner back there, done nothing wrong. Uh, Darren Crooks is back wing back. Um, so they have a good mix of speed. Danny Dyle was wing back. Mm. Keane Dyle was quite enough, no corner forward. He was playing a bit further. Um, so look, all Auckland, we'll see what happened then. Like Raphilly had that game, you know, we just go for the next one, the world go, and all Auckland will be disappointed. But like they got probably a reality check that, you know, right last week things went grand, this week they didn't. And It'll be it's a, a vital game. Like whoever wins this is more or less a could we say through to a quarter final? To be thinking, is, is that too early to say that? Did have two wins out of two or two wins out of three mm-hmm. in all Auckland's case? Um, so it'll be interesting, very interesting though, because interesting like so how the the new all Auckland ads that like they got the Philip against Balnebrana, they got the knockback against Raphilly. So this is the you know it's week on week. You haven't time to lick the wounds on you. You're, you're, you're getting experience at a at 100 mile an hour and you have to adapt a, a, accordingly so it's going to be an interesting game like even maybe whether it was a neutral or from all Auckland or Bagnestown now it'll just be one team will have one foot in the quarter finals after Sunday or Saturday evening I presume yeah and again lads just to weigh in like the development of, of Bagnestown they've brought those guys through a lot of lads on the Harland team are also key figures on the football team and the fact that they're coming through and they're keeping them playing is a great sign. Um, it can only stand to them. Like it can only stand to them. Um, I thought it was interesting. Like Ty Roach is playing centre forward, Stevie. Like I mean, always known as a back. Um, I believe he's doing quite well up there. Did he drop back the last day, or has he been playing there for the whole game in the last two that you saw him? No, he played up there most of the time. Yeah, he was cl- very good against Ballinarana. Obviously, you no, know, Atfield would have brought a bit more physicality, and like we weren't getting our hands on the ball enough. To, like you know, he the second half against. Valderrana was very good. Uh, so yeah, that's a, like the likes of Brendan Murphy for kickouts alone. Going back to Raphilly, like what a target man! I was on the I was on the line last week, last uh, this year for last year's county final. 
And to look at that man under a kick out, like on the 45 or 55 meters out, and you have whoever's kicking out the ball, what a target, like, and he's so taken for granted, like, lads are looking at him going, you know, he, he's he's this and he's that. By God, if he's under a ball, you weren't getting off him. That's, that's what, you know, Lachlan or, or Bangus will be looking for, uh, Jack, Jack McCullough or, or Ian Atkinson, somebody like that to, you know, be that sort of a player as best they can be. Mm-hmm. And and uh, you know to carry the threat from midfield up for for Oloxen or Van Wagnerstown. So look at me. I, I don't think there's going to be much in it now. I I, I kick the ball. Like hopefully we'll get over the line anyway. And, and but, uh, but it'll be interesting, very interesting to see. Like Wagnerstown uh, had Oloxen's number two years ago. Uh, in extra time. Um, just felt it just got away. And uh, look, Seamus Kinsley, whether he's back now or not this week, he was he be. A, a, Big addition if he whether it was to start or come off the bench. You know, you need options. We're talking also oh, fifteen it's not fifteen man games, twenty man game. Definitely an eighteen man game anyway, if not twenty. So you need to have subs going in that are going to be making an impact at fifteen, twenty minutes to go. Like as I said, Darren Ormond was brought back on the last day. You could say he could have he could have hung his head up been taken off, but he didn't in fairness, he brought back on, got one chance and won the game from so mm. So just uh, one thing to train lads as well, like uh, don't underestimate Barry Hayes factor here. Like Barry's what well, banging down for four or five years, and he's only gone in the last couple of years from them. He's now with all Auckland, like so. Mm. You'd be looking at that, and you yeah, the inside on him. Exactly, yeah, he has the inside on yeah. him. And, like it's not yeah. a massively changed side from the one that he would have been over with banging down, like, and that has to be worth something in this, you'd imagine. And you have to give him a bit of credit as well. Like we're talking about an all Auckland and ages and all Auckland team, whatever. Them chaps that were brought through a couple of years ago that are now kind of spearheading things, they're good chaps as well. They weren't bog standard chaps, and that's kind of forgotten about. Um, I'm going with all Auckland on this one anyway. I'll put the, the neck up in the block. So, Chris? Um, this age in all Auckland team, where there's plenty of ages in it, but there's a, quite a lot of young fellas in it as well. There is, and good young fellas. Uh, the Banbricks, the Jordan Kellys, the Ty Groaches, the Jamie Dials, they're only... They're only up at senior there the last year or two, like like they, they, James they, Dolan as well this year. Yeah. James Dolan, they, they had no choice, I'd say. They had no choice but to start him. And what a talent he is. I know he was heavily involved with soccer with Rexford Youth and all that. But like he's a great lad to have around. And like what he lacks in say size or that, he'll make up with his footwork and his his movement is top class. Um yeah, it's it's yeah, it's, it's a hard one to call. I think O'Loughlin will be targeting this one. If they win it, they'll be staying up and they'll stay out of a dogfight you know, of a relegation fight and see where it takes them. And then after that, Bangstown, on the other hand, I'd say they're delighted to get the game with Mount Leinster out of the way. And a tough one at that. You're never going to have an easy game against Mount Leinster Rangers. The, the, the positive thing I'd see for, say, Bangstown is last year, true to injuries and everything, they blooded seven or eight young lads. Jack McCullers, Paddy Mack, Donald, uh, Darren Nolan, Kuba in goal. Like, there's so many. And that adds to, say, what they have to come off the line as well, which which can only bolster what they have and where they want to go. Um, the, the both teams want, they want stand back from one another. They're, like, there'll be no admiration or anything. They know they have to go and face each other down and go at each other. Um I'm just going to go. I think Bagnestown will be the better for the Mount Leinster Rangers game. I think they'll be only starting to get the wheels turning 
and I think they're going to a narrow win for the win at that. All right. Okay. Tom, uh, you're taking Stevie's job as night maker in chief. Uh, I think we have another guest there in the background. <laughs> we won't yeah, get you to hang yeah. out who may or may not be, but no, 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 your, no. your verdict. Hey, I'll tell you, uh, whoever uh, from all action is going to pick up Jamie Clark is going to have his hands full. This mm-hmm. guy is a phenomenal uh, player. He's, 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 like, like Stevie mentioned earlier on about the Clarks that dragged them through, through the game. Uh, I, I think Bagginstown, I think Bagginstown have youth on their side. I think, uh, I just have a feeling for Bagginstown on this one up. Um, I think, you know, they're, 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 they're a team that's after waiting for a long time to get up there and they're not going to relinquish it. They don't want to, you know, step back down. And, and then again, on top of that, it's a local derby. And, you know, that, that, that brings out in itself, you know. Um, so it's, it's, it's a tight one. It's, it's a tight game. Um, but I just have a feeling for, 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 for Bagginson on this one. Right. Uh, you mentioned it earlier. But the likes of Tiger Oates, the centre forward and all that, I think is a breath of fresh air for Lachlan as well. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like they, were, they were lacking a bit of speed over the last two years, Like even though unbelievable defensive unit and everybody knows what Lachlan's going to give you. You have so much respect for them as players and as a club. Like They're just so honest and upfront about what they're going to do. Where to see them now with a bit of pace in the forward line, it just adds another dimension to them, which they wouldn't have had the last year or two, I thought. And if if Kinsley and them are back, lads, they're a handful oh, yeah. for any man. Oh, yeah. Any man. If, she- if Seamus is back, yeah, that that's going to be a major factor for 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 uh, for all of them. Definitely, yeah. So the bottom two are going with you're going with Biden Sound down the bottom here, and Steve, I'm going with all oh. auction. Stevie, I take it you're, you're going to go with all auction as well. Yeah, because if you're going for all auction, I better on you. <laughs> <laughs> as much as it might kill me to go with all auction as Lachlan Bridge man, yeah. um, I know we call we call it honestly. Um, but yeah, I think I think all auction might. So that's that's an interesting. Yeah. I just goes to show how interesting the whole thing is. A couple of comments. Uh, Jack Reck has said, don't forget Junior A Group B. We're not. We're going to move on to it, as you said, in the order of which the games are happening. And obviously, the other group of the Junior is on, on the Sunday. Now, Tommy, brace yourself for this. This is not from me, but you might know who it's from. He's hiding behind a YouTube channel called uh, Champ TV or Champ.ie. Okay. I think you might know the lad I want about. He was a goalkeeper for you at minor level oh. in 2010, right? Oh, yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. putting out the disclaimer before I put the comment. He says... A bite of Bowser. Tell Wogan he's putting on a serious gut. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wintering. <laughs> well, oh, if, yeah. you, if you want to uh, have a think about this uh, one, Tom, and, and come back to yeah. us when the show is over, I'll give you the right reply next week again for Bowser. Tell me, is, is, that the same, is that the same man that uh, put his hand out at a hurling match? Uh, it might be. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I know the culprit, all right. I think you could yeah. be onto something there, yeah. I think you could oh, be yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I know. I know exactly who it is. Yeah, it can only be one man to do. But anyway, lads, oh, that's, yeah. that's, where, that's where it is on, in terms of that one. And permutations and all, we won't get too hung up on it because we have another round to play the week after. But as it stands, just to give you a flavour of the group, so Raffili topped that group um, with four points, you know, two wins from two, plus 14 score difference. Bagnus Sound are currently second, haven't played one game with that win. Uh, all Auckland have played two games and ha- have the two points, obviously, uh, losing to Raffili. 
and winning against Ballerana. Bonus Rangers, no points for them. They're not out this weekend. And then Ballerana are bottom also with uh, no points and looking to, to change that over the course of the weekend. So let's rock on to Sunday then. Um, I just put out there as well, just to, you know, in case you're only after joining us, the next round of senior games. Um, round four in terms of who's playing in group one and round three in terms of who's playing in group two. Uh, that's all next weekend, and the quarterfinal and semifinal pairings will be decided then. But we are still trying to establish whether the quarterfinals in the junior and intermediate are going to be next weekend. And again, if you know the answer to that, get in touch with us. We'll have a check on Twitter there and Facebook and stuff in a few minutes' time. So, yeah, fixtures wise Sunday. Let's rock on. Uh, intermediate Championship, Group 2 this time. 3 o'clock in uh, Tolo. It's Clonmore up against Zero Rogue. At the same time, in Netwatch Cullen Park, 11 20 goal versus Nave Owen. And just look at the group at the moment. So you have uh, Calam Tunigal on top. Wait to see this now. Tommy, I'm going to blame you for this, right? And uh, let's let's read between the lines here. So Calavan Tunigal, top of the group, two wins from two, score difference of plus five. Uh, I wonder what sort of tactics the boys are playing out there. Anyway, we'll come to you in a second on that. Plus five. Yeah, plus five. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Clumore are second in the group. They are two points. Um... They've won, obviously, a couple of points there as well. Um, Aerog are bottom at the moment. Um, and as we said, score difference really tight in that. Like, 11 to plus 5. Uh, Clomore, minus 2. Uh, Nave are actually deadlocked on 0. And then Aerog on, on minus 3. So it just goes to show you it's been relatively tight, as the fella said. So let's mm-hmm. kick off with that first one. Um, and I just want to mention as well, Chris, you, you kind of touched on it briefly without naming names. And you said we're the two lads coming on intermediate final and changing it. That, of course, is Daniel St. Ledger and Killian Redmond. And Killian Redmond, I think, is after signing with London Irish. So we want to give him a big shout out and say, well yeah. done. He's a serious yeah, loss to Lavin Tony Gall, but he's a serious asset to London Irish. What an athlete. Yeah. Huge, huge loss um, to Lavin. Wonder does Sean O'Brien have had to do with that? <laughs> um, we might we might see what the crack is with that, but anyway, best luck with him. Um, we're delighted yeah. to, to see him getting on well. We would like to see him in the Carroll jersey as well at some stage. If all these lads came back, your Ammons and your O'Briens and and uh, and all these lads and Marcus Lawler, maybe we're looking at county footballers here. Uh, Killian Revenge, I'm, well, disapp- I'm, I'm disappointed with my friend there, like allowing Killian to go. I mean, you know, he's down there, like you know, in Killavan. What's he doing? Like, why is he allowing players to go like that? Like, you know. Didn't Mickey Hart talk Cal McShane out and not going to Australia? Yeah. yeah. Money, uh, money, money. Maybe Kilabner waiting till the Saudis take over, like Newcastle. Maybe fun, Stevie. Oh, Jenny. Well, you see, the thing is, I couldn't afford to keep Turlo on the podcast. You went off to get down to Tony Gall instead, you see. You know, that's, that was the... <laughs> yeah. Only cotton, lads. Only cotton. Anyway, look, uh, those fixtures. We'll start with um, Calavin, Tony Gall and Navon. So we do believe, without taking the piss, that the lads are playing, you know, they're, they're setting up. They're quite defensive. Um, but obviously, they've got two wins under their belt. Um, Navon, I'd say there's no point talking about defensive or offensive or yeah. anything with, with Navon. They're just straight out. I will go and play football. <laughs> um, without trying to be ignorant, I haven't seen them play. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm open to correction on that. But generally, that's the way they've operated and it's brought them success. They've got promoted several times. So, um, yeah. like, I, I take it you're going with your buddy here, Tom. Is Clavin Tony Gall going to win this one? Yeah. Uh, yeah, sure, I'll probably go with him because I don't want him calling up to the house tomorrow with me. 
Uh, yeah, look at uh, I think Calabon are, are you know they're, they're, they seem to be going 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 well and uh, as you say that that the system that they're playing is very very difficult to break it down like you know and um, I think yeah I, I give Calabon the nod on that one. Um, okay, um, yeah. Chris. Okay. Uh, I haven't seen Michael in the last two years play, so I I got a whole judgment off that. Um, just from Kildavin, I've seen him a bit. I think doing the commentary with Park TV was an unbelievable way to see players that you don't cast your eye on a lot. Um, and with some of the Kildavin lads, I hadn't seen Dan Murphy in that in, in a year or two, and so impressive. Um, even in the final against Banner like the scores were there they just didn't take the opportunity um, or their opportunities um, I think there's still enough in them to compete um, compete I think like at the tail end of the championship semi-final final slot I think there'll be a good buzz about them with Dan taking over Turlo in the background there helping out might give a new lease of life to a few lads um, yeah I I'll I, I'm ignorant to Michael, I have to say. I haven't seen him in a while, but uh, I'll go with Calavin. All right. Steve, you going Calavin 20 goal or Michael? Yeah, I seen. I was at the game last week, Calavin, and some more, but I seen 45, 50 minutes of it. And I was very impressed with Calavin for times, and, and some more, some more equally. And one thing I'll say about, I'll compare Calavin to Grange in the, in the junior. Uh, Kilavan will be battle hardened if they're getting through Grange or, or sorry Fenna Fenna meant to say sorry Fenna and Grange they're, they're putting teams away whereas the teams in the other group could be getting the, the harder matches and mm. it could stand home in the long run in the semi-final or a final if uh, all things being equal uh, like Liam Roberts the other day now, the, the arse had fallen out of Kildavin for a while there they were still two points up they were clinical the first half took every chance going then like Clamore hit some the cracking goal I think it was the Porygan got it, he was playing number five and brought Clamore right back into it. And then Liam Robertson, fairness, come up and kicked two points. He scored a goal in the first in the first 10 minutes for Kilavan. And a, a typical county player, what you want for the county player is he goes back to his club, he's the lad that drags you, uh, yeah. screaming through a match that you mightn't be uh, looking like getting through. And he scored one two from half back lane. Uh, and that alone, when he, he got the full connection again, it was over. I think he had a black card, a yellow card, and a red card as well. So uh, the red that was in the last attack nearly. So he had a he had a, a good day at the office. So he was honest as his hair is long, and that's like mm. all the Kildavan lads. Uh, look, I'd go for Kildavan, but it wouldn't be a haul in. Like if John Michael Noel and Martin Clory got two goals last week, there were three goals to three points up on their Uh You know the, the physical threat always there with 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 Michael. Uh, I'll give Kildavan the nod. All right, so we're on the lads to the next one there we mentioned briefly, which was Clummore and Airog. Um, yeah, look again, I, I can't really comment too much, I haven't been around to see what the crack is. I'm only going for a few reads on the, the papers and, and different different kind of things like that. But, um, like as it stands, just to mention it again, like 11 under four points, if if Navon did beat Kildavan 20 goal, they would go through, I think, because Navon. Or would they? You see, this is the thing now, because Clamore, if Clamore win and, and Navon win, 
the more betting they've won, it will go to score the first then. Do you know what I mean? There's lots of different permutations mm. in this one. Mm. So anything could really happen. Um Eroge Eroge Clomore. Jesus, like there's, there's a good bit to play for this one. This is spicy actually. But Eroge's second team is strong, Chris, in fairness. Like I, I did see that on paper, like and Morpheus playing second team, Derek Hayden is there. And then you have your Anthony Keatons and your I think your David Dunphy's and all these lads, like nice little yeah. blend it seems. They they do have a nice blend on paper, but then when you see them play, it's kind of are they playing to their strengths? Like there's plenty of speed on that team. Are we are we utilizing that? Like are we giving lads responsibility to take on the ball? Like if you if if you're looking at their all against Kildavan, like you'd want to blitz them down the wings, play attacking football from the sideline and then cut in. Uh, I think sometimes when you see the likes of Martin and Derek, they're nearly too much of a focal point that everything wants to go through them where the young lads are exceptional. Um, and I think it's a great, it's a great platform for them to, to get out and under stripes, but to just get on the ball and play. You don't want to take creativity away from young lads either. Um, so like on paper, yes. But the reality of it is they haven't been good enough in, in the last two rounds. So um, then you look at Clamore, Clamore, there, thereabouts, uh, every year. Like, there's a, there's a lot of teams in transition, but like in fairness, Clamore, they have so many good young lads uh, that have been coming up through development squads in Carlo and geez, none of them are our place. They have some exceptional footballers. So they won't fair anybody. They'll be, they'll be itching to get at teams. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just going to give the nod to Aerog. I'll put the neck on the block again with being a little bit ignorant because I haven't seen the team. It's it's nearly it's nearly like the the Balnebrana situation. They have to come out and play now. They have to get a win so to stay in the fight. So we we'll, we we'll see what happens. I'll be looking forward to it. Though. It'll be a good entertaining game. Yeah, Tom, who are you going with here? Uh, I'm going to sit on the fence on that one because I haven't seen either of them playing. To be honest with you. Yeah, I haven't either. But no. still, I still get the for the crack. Just to keep yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go with my club. I'll go with their own. Right, Steve. I'm going to go with Clamore. Just from what I've seen, if they can keep it a, a bit. What uh, Chris said about about uh, if you're going to be Kildavan, don't be going up the middle where there's strong physical men. Uh, Clamore have a lot of young lads, and, and I was impressed at, at times with them. And they might look. This is a NASA test for them beating their own in a basically a knockout game. Let be Airog second team, but like the experience they'll have, like with you know, like some Morton and, and Derek Alone there, and that's uh, be time for you know, it, it's the next step in the ladder for Clamore. Like, there's they weren't in relegation playoff or wherever last year was no relegation. Uh, trying to avoid it this year is another step up the ladder. Even young lads coming through, I'll give Clamore the, the slight nod. All right, there we go. So, uh, moving on to junior, then the other side of the junior championship. Um, four o'clock starts here. Lachlan Bridge are at home to Tinder Island and Raffili are at home to Ballon. And again, I actually did get to see Lachlan Bridge. Um, we came straight off a flight last Saturday, dropped the bags and betted straight out to Fenna. Just about got the game in time. Um, to be honest, they'd be looking at themselves and thinking, how did we lose that game? Um, 1-11 to 12, I think it was in the end to Raffili. You know, um, I suppose... There was one little blitz. I, I don't know, was it just before or just after the, the water break in the second half where Rafili went straight down the middle? I don't endorse cynical play, but the literally went straight down the middle. It was actually painful to look at. You're thinking, someone pull him down. And then the next play, they went straight down. Goal. 
Go on. They got a goal. Sorry, Kevin. They got a goal like that. I, I was at the corresponding game in the league, and they got a goal the very same. Right, the ball. No, that no one just said that. Yeah. Very same. Ran from the half back line. Yeah. Well, that that happened. And it was taken. It was finished. Finished off very well. It was. Uh, as well. Yeah. Finished off very well, and then. The next play, they got a similar score, so they still hadn't learned. I think, oh, lads, it was it was tough look at. But then I think a player who offered that, I think it was Jeffrey Dorm, was going through the middle, and he was half by Rafferty lad, and he took the yellow card. Like, and you know, you're thinking to yourself, in those three moments, was that the win and lose loving? Now, just to add in there a little bit, there was several wides that Lachlan Bridge were guilty of in the second half in particular. Couple of goal chances. Cottle Brennan was unlucky with the first one. It was a great move, actually. It would have been a contender for goal of the year. It was a super move. And um, it hit the post. And then the second one near the end, another goal chance and just scuttered along the ground and went out wide. It wasn't to be. Um, but for Raffili, I actually, the one thing about Raffili, I generally would always know their second team because Stevie Murphy and uh, Donald Kelly, uh, Dennis Kelly, all these lads are around so long in the second team, you kind of get used to seeing them year in, year out, and they've generally always been in Lachlan's group. But there's a blast of new players there, and one lad in particular caught my eye, and he scored a goal, Conor O'Neill. And I knew feck all about this lad beforehand. About straight. six foot two, brilliant. He's only straight out minor, brilliant. Um, Chris, you should have seen some of the scores that lad kicked, and yeah. I'm not just talking from freeze out, from play, boomers. You're talking about like the ones that Brendan Murphy scores, you're talking 35, 40 yards. Serious, serious scores, and he finished with Italia on seven. Um, incredible player. I, I think he'll see senior action before the year is out. I'd be very surprised if he didn't because he's very, very good, I have to say. Um, like the funny thing, yeah, this group, like the week beforehand, Lockton Bridge bet Ballon with a, a late score. Ballon went on and beat Tin Ryland, who would have been fancied last weekend, 110 to, to 16. So, this group is very much all to play for. Um, it's a repeat of last year's semi-final between Lockton Bridge and Tenryland. Tenryland's second team is a serious second team, lads. I don't know if you've you've seen it on paper again this year, and you know most of the lads from last year's junior final and are, are as strong if not stronger. Um, it's going to be a difficult game. I'll go around to you first before I give my thoughts on it. After speaking a little bit about Lockton here already, and it's beyond club, so we don't want to get too emotionally involved, but. Um, where where do you see that going? Oh, tight one. Uh, Lockton Bridge. Just about. <laughs> just about. Yeah, just that about. That was quick, Tom. Yeah. Yeah. Don't hang repeat, about. Yeah, repeat of last year's. It was semi final, wasn't it? Yeah, semi final. Lockton yeah. Bridge to yeah. Ireland. I actually thought Lockton had that one. I thought mm. there was, they had a bounce in their step, one or two little mistakes and kind of missed opportunities, I suppose. Um, but like Lachlan, Jesus, lads, again, serious young players, King Cavan and Goal, Jason Daly, PJ Hockney. They're great lads to have around Fico too, outstanding in both codes, um, hurling and football. Like, yeah, you do, I think, geez, they'd have to be hurting over last year because I thought that they had it, um, and they just they just didn't didn't put Tin Ryland to the sword. Um, Tin Ryland, very crafty, some serious footballers as well. Shane O'Neill, the likes of them lads, they know how to play play the game and manage the game. But um, oh, I'd be going for Lachlan. I think I just think uh, after last year, 
I think they would have learned a lot and you'd hope that they'd implement a few better things uh, this year and be a bit more cuter about managing the game, I'd say. Yeah, I'm going to go to Lachlan Bridge as well. I, I think just about, but it's going to be a serious wonder why. wonder why. Ah, well, I went against them against Ballon and they won. Um, Ballon, you know, <laughs> against Ballon. So, um, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm hesitant though. It's not a straightforward game, lads, by any means. It's going to be a tight enough encounter. Um, but I think Lachlan Bridge just might have a couple of injuries there as well. Now, Daly picked up an injury last week and Figo Toole didn't play at all last week and we can't be without them like the junior level like again i always compare it to to rogan like if we lost if you lost players kind of of a similar caliber caliber pro rata to senior grade was a you could po- possibly bring on county players we, we don't have that in locked bridge yeah. unfortunately so yeah. that that is a big factor if those lads are right you know or whether they're not right steve what do you think yeah, sure. Don't you? I've seen Lachlan was against uh, Rafili, said in that league game, no one gave Rafili a head start. And you were saying last week, like the, the leg all in similar. Like, look, you want to be learning and learning quick. And I presume that's been rammed under Trosby, Skippy Callan this week, like that. You know, and you have you have the chances taken. And uh, look, home advantage might swing it for him. A big crowd down there, maybe. You know, might just, just do it. Like, uh, in Ireland, I, I, I thought when I seen the they might have lost a couple, like I forget to the final last year, but you're saying like they're as strong as they were last year, if not stronger. So, uh, but like that group is just, uh, and I go back to it again where we get the older group in the, in the wind up, like they're going to be battle hardened, the whether they've won one and lost two and get home, but uh, because the games is not in between them, like the, the turkey shoots are all right. If if uh, you're going to stay, stay win match like that instead with Grange or Fenna in the other t- the other two groups and then didn't join her, but um yeah but Lachlan will have to have to take their chance and get a bit, a bit of better spread of scores now no Jason Daly got injured he said the last day Faber Tool might be back uh, he didn't play the last day so look you'll need can't be depending on, on one or two lads I know you're saying you know he'll score one seven for Raphilio with what did they get one eleven or one twelve he's like an exceptional yeah. talent seemingly yeah so look uh I, I give Lachlan Lachlan the nod but it's said to be, it'd be like soccer Saturday down there to be to be going over from one venue to the other with people knowing, you know, because the two games have a serious effect. Like you could lose on Saturday or su- Sunday and still go through. But like you have, uh, it's in your own hands going out to four teams, have it. You win, you go through, end of story. So I go with Lockton. It's the, it's the same situation across all grades, isn't it? And I think, Steve, what you're saying there about battle hardened is so true that like teams that play the tough games get up to the pitch and the intensity of the game a lot quicker. Where if yeah. you're having a turkey shoot and next minute there's there's an arm wrestle, it's hard to get up to that pitch quickly. Like the game could be gone by you 20 minutes, half an hour, and you're still looking at yourself going, what do we have to do to get up to these lads? Like, so uh, every game is vital this weekend, I think. Mm-hmm. All right. So the other one. Yeah, uh, don't, don't hear. Sorry, Steve. Go on. Go on, Ari. Right, go on. No, it was just <laughs> right. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, he's never. He was never like that in the hurling show. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, the uh, yeah, the other one, Rafili Ballon, Rafili home advantage again. This could go either way because that's a good little bit of a balance that. Raffili have. Um, I think Raffili just might do it, lads. Um, Ballon very, very much changed side. Ballon, in fairness, I know the one last weekend or whatever, but um, you know, like Mousy still knocking around and a few more of them, but uh, like, 
you know, Steve, you work with Alan Kelly, like he incredible footballer. He's moved on. They've a, a nice clapper of young lads. I'm just actually looking down at the team sheet here now at the moment. How beside me, like <coughs> your Larkin Dales, your your Connor Bulgers, you know, all these lads. And one lad in particular for me who stood up in the abs, like he was he was probably a bit of a late bloomer, is Dan O'Connor. Um, he was very good against Lachlan Bridge, keep a couple of points there the last day as well. Um, I just think Rafili on, on home style might might uh might edge this one. But again, it's all over the place in terms of uh permutations. It could go either way. Um if Lachlan Bridge win it, um then they're Ooh, it's hard to even say if they're straight towards the semi final because if, if Rafili did go on Bay of Ballon, then there's a head to head thing going on. This is this literally could go anywhere. This is a soccer starter thing, as Stevie as Stevie said. Um every kind of a thing could happen. But like it brings us on to there's a couple of little things as before I let you go. Um we're not going to delve into the junior B and junior C. I don't know it in enough detail to be honest, but I'll mention one thing on junior C. We had a tweet up there earlier. I don't think there's a further distance, is there, of Clummore to St. Mullins. They they play each other on Wednesday in the in the junior C. Um, that's the boom is back. Forty lads are training out in St. Mullins for football. Aye, and and was it thirty five? Thirty five of those were talked out against Lockton Bridge. I think the lads are saying. Um, imagine, imagine being a junior C footballer, right? And you're happy with your lot, and then you come against inter county lads that are flying, that are teak tough, the size of tanks running at you <laughs> with a big ball. <laughs> No thanks. Yeah. It's shit, but like Steve or what do you call it, Chris? It's the same up here. I didn't realize I tried to be a junior receiver collection last year, and in that championship, Rat Downey were playing. You had Eric Killeen and Jack Kelly, Leash Inter County hurlers, and they might yeah. have had a seventy-two or seventy-three year old playing the goal, but it still won the yeah. game eight-eight to two-two or something. Yeah. Where, like it's, uh, <laughs> I know lads who go mad about it over here, and I understand it to an extent as well. You only want to kick a bit of ball. You don't want to be playing a against elite lads um, <laughs> but uh, look it's great to see first of all St. Mullins back with a team now there is some lads genuinely saying that they should have been forced to go into junior A or junior B there's probably a little bit of merit in that because I don't think they're going to lose this junior C at all like who's going to have the legs for them come to business then um, Wonder will, uh, will Peter Fortune transfer back down Jeez, he might do if you talk if you talk nicely yeah, to him. Yeah, yeah. You could you could make a move back down there for the football, you know. They could, they could have two teams next year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but isn't it great? And again, that's that's uh, the the joys of the, the format and what that does for clubs and stuff. Um so it is great to see them back. Um the other thing we're going to get to was actually formats. We'll we'll keep this brief or whatever. Raptor talking about a lot of different permutations and all that, and that's great in one sense, but there is a couple of things, you know. We spoke about the, the score difference discrepancies. And even if you look at it in terms of how dominant, the Fen, take the Fenna game as an example. Fenna have won two games, you know, they flew through them. Um, far superior score difference. But yeah, if they get beat by Kilbride, Kilbride would have one win and two draws and go through ahead of them. But Fenna would be after winning two games and still not go through automatically. So, like, I suppose, like everything, it's not without its flaws. Was, uh, Chris, you would have saw with the, with the Leeds Championship. I think. Even with just eight teams, this possibly could work in terms of if you have eight teams in the hat, have an open draw, winners play winners in round two. If you win both your first two matches, you go straight into a semi-final. If you lost the second game, we'll say, having won the first one, you're in a quarter-final. And equally, flip it around the other way. If you lose the first round, play another team that lost in round two. If you lose the two games, go into a relegation scenario. And if you win the second game, you play a quarter-final against a team from the winner's side that lost their second round. I think there's merit in that and it could work. And just throwing out another one that we would have spoke about with Turlow 
Um, I think it was in around the time semi-final or final of last year's championships played this year. With the 10 teams, and this is kind of twofold, where two groups of five, and the top team in each group goes straight through to a semi. Second and third play third and second in the corresponding groups in quarterfinals. Team four is safe. Um, and then team five plays team five in the relegation final. And the reason I put that one out there in particular is we see the yo-yo effect quite a lot. Like, Valorana being the prime example, they've gone up and down a little bit. By putting it to 10, do you give that team a bit more of a chance to stay up and try and progress as a senior club? Because Valorana were competitive the last time they were up, and you mentioned, Chrissy in terms of the, the goal they conceded, which ultimately, I think, relegated them. Mm. Are you happy with the, the way things are at the moment? Do you see a bit of a, a jigging around? And if so, what would you like to see happen? And Chris, I will start with you, having seen it this year from another county's perspective. Yeah, it's probably the first time kind of being involved that, like, oh, I can definitely see the merits. Um, and competition is rife, which is great. Um, like, for me, it, it like, as a player, as a manager, as anyone that's involved, like, you're just looking for consistency across the fixtures with time and dates. Mm. Um, that'll be the big thing. People have lives to live as well. Um, but no, I, I really enjoyed kind of the way the fixtures were laid out this year um, I thought every team still had a chance um, and then it gives a team if you win one game momentum's on your side and it could actually bring you to two or three rounds um, where if you lose look you lose is kind of where you're at and you deserve to be there if you're after losing two or three games but um, I, I I think there's definitely merit in it the eight teams or the ten teams won uh, who do you bring up? The only thing I'd be fearful is that you're going to create a kind of uh, a whipping boys kind of every yeah, year, yeah. and I don't think that promotes competition. I'd like to see the promotion of more competition. Um, like yeah, Balnebrana they went down, but did they deserve to go down? And is that where they're at? Um, or if if you play kind of the leash style, they would have had another crack at another round. Um, I, I just see I see merit in all in, in both things and I see holes in others. There's probably for me there's less holes in in the kind of the leash style losers group, winners group, um and you go on to to quarter final, semi final stage. Yeah. And Tom, you would have saw that as well. You yeah. spent a bit of time over in Leash and that format's been in existence since God was a young fella. And it served yeah. things so well. Like Emo were in a county final one year, relegated the year after. And it's just the way yeah. things can go up there. I think it's a great format, but can you see that as a, a tangible thing that could work with eight teams in Carlo? Or are you kind of happy enough with the way things are at the moment? I think it could. I think, like, like Christy, I think it could. It could work. Like you know, um, uh, the powers to be to, to to bring it in and and, and, and and try it out. Like you know, and in leash, it's, it's working very well in leash, and you can see it. Like, in the games, games are very competitive as well. You can. One thing I always found about in Leash, like, you know, it's uh, it's really battle hardened. You know, your games, you know, there's no easy games. You know, they're all tough games, tough physical games, uh, and I think we could benefit from it in Carlo as well. Like, you know, yeah. And just to add into it, if you want to add another little bit to it, lads, and I might make teams take the league a bit more seriously as well, as if you get yeah. your championship seeding based on where you finish in the league. So we don't have relegation or promotion in our leagues, which is a separate issue. And lads are kind of talking about the advantages and disadvantages of that. Well, if you went and played the league and you topped the group, you know, still play your semi-final and final if you want. 
and you're playing number eight in the first round of the championship. That's the way it works. Like you could make that more meaningful as well if you wanted to. Yeah, I think it should be made more meaningful because you're you'd be sick to the teeth every year there's walkovers given with no responsibility on the club for giving the walkover or whatever. It's just always oh, sent an email in there to the county board. Some teams aren't even notified of walkovers. Um, and like for me, there even through the years as a player, like scraping together 18 lads in a car park. And if it, like that's bad in us, but like other teams are the exact same. Um, I think there definitely has to be more meaning to the league. Um, I, again, for me, if you're looking at it kind of from a development point of view, you want to see as much competitive football as you can. And the league should be a lot better than what it is. Like if, Tommy, you were involved with inter-county teams, you want to be looking at lads in the white heat of battle rather than a Mickey Mouse yeah. game on Sunday morning. Like, yeah. l- like, be honest about it. We have, to, we, ha- we, have, we have nothing to lose as a county to change the structures. Nothing. Yeah. We could stand on yeah. our heads for a year. Nobody outside mm. Carlo give a shite. So, like, yeah. why don't we just go and change it? Change up the format. Yeah. Make the league more serious. Make it more competitive. Um, and stop this thing of walkovers across all grades. It's just a waste of time. And just as a person, like, lads have plans. Lads have families. Mm. People have jobs. Yeah. They're after giving up time off work. And next minute to be handed walkover and no kind of responsibility or not throwing it to the opposite team for doing it like it that day is gone and the day of oh there's a wedding on this weekend lads if it's not in on time before the season starts it's not an excuse um i think it has to be taken way more seriously that's my two pence yeah it's my opinion like everybody we all have our thoughts as well everybody has an opinion as well yeah and that's why we want honesty on this yoke as well that's you know we have the crack on it but we want honesty and, and and characters and everything in the whole thing but in terms of that, let's just just to try keep it as a workable form of Christie, if that was to be the case. Like, are you looking at a situation? Is it realistic to look at 12 or 13 league slash championship games in Carlo? And the reason I say that is just the volume of the dual status and where you're getting the time from and the struggles of some clubs without their county players during that time. And, you know, obviously the one you're talking about generally is Rangers because there's so many on the hurling panel. But even take it from another point of view where you're down three or four county players, all of a sudden you're, you're scratching a little bit. So in that, would you split the league into two groups then as well, four and, and four? And then, I don't know, in some sort of seeding process, uh, in have four balls you're making the draw and team one in each in each group based on where the finish in the league are in that. And they will play one of the teams in, in bowl four which finish bottom in either of the groups. If that's making sense, I'm complicating the slight bit, but you're still getting the actual seeding in based on where you finished, and deservedly so, on both sides. Like, is that realistic? Is that more realistic? Because you'd be looking at a situation then where just say you had the three league games that matters for your seeding, take the final of it. Then you're looking at a situation where just say if it is Aerog, they won the three league games, and then they'll have four championship games. If they won the first round of the winner's group, won the second round of the winner's group, semi-final and final. That's look and a lot of games, or that's enough games. I think a reasonable amount of games to quantify win the championship. And if you don't tie it in, they're only winning four potentially, or whoever wins is only winning four. So yeah, is that think, a fairer basis then to be looking at? I think so. Split the league into and like say from a playing point of view, why do you train from February 
or March or January or go to your dream program when you get knocked out of the championship. It's to play football and like so the more football you can get, the better as a player. Like that's all you want to do, play. Um so I definitely think, yeah, I, I wouldn't have the say the twelve league games, everybody plays each other. I'd split it into have the cross through group A and through group B um and then seed it off that. Um, I just think it'll make it more worthwhile. It'll make games way more competitive. And as you said, it, it's like winning the Premiership. You deserve to win the Premiership after 36, 38 games. If you win after nine games of Championship, you're a deserving winner of it big time. Mm. Um, I'd be I'd be totally in favour of it. Yeah. Mm. Tom, what do you think? Like you, You've seen it from both sides oh. of the fence as well because being involved with the county, I think a, a key aspect in... Not so much in what me and Chris are talking about in terms of what may be going forward, but in previous years, it's so important that lads that aren't getting game time on the county team that they're released. I think you were pretty good at doing that in fairness. When they didn't play, you said, lads, go play the game because you wanted them to play football. You know? Oh, yeah. You know? That's what it's all about, Kevin. It's, it's about playing games. Like what Chris is just at the center. You know, you know, you train to play, play football. You know, tra- you know, you can... You see teams training for months on end with no games. There's no benefit in that. You're not going to improve, you know. You need to get out and you need to play games. And the more games you play, the better you're going to be, the stronger you're going to be, you know. And on top of that, the county team benefits from it as well. As a knock-on effect for county teams. So when we get guys, you get guys at county level then, they're coming in, they're, they're, they're battle-hardened, they're fitter, right? They're, 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 they're better tuned into the game than the way it is at the moment. It's stop, start, stop, start. As Chrissy pointed out as well, I mean, it's, that's no good, like, you know? If, like, the big thing around it would be the consistent fixtures. Like, it, it, do you play football first or hurling first? Uh, I think if you ask any football or hurler, they don't care as long as there's games week on week in the one yeah. code and it's consistent yeah. and yeah. like uh, kind of I keep coming back to it because you're hearing these conversations every day like everybody has lives outside of the GA and when you have consistency you can plan to go away on your holiday you can plan when to take your work days off and I think like even from a human factor there with, with the league the way it is lads aren't giving up work for a league game but it doesn't matter a shite like they're going to save that for when they need it to play championship football or if they do well that they've the day off afterwards to go and enjoy their celebrations but like right now go have a blueprint for it put it out there like friday night under lights is there a better night to play a game you have all weekend then to enjoy it or do what you want to do like you could go to thursday nights as well uh i think i think it'd be great i think it'd be a great platform for a neutral as well to go and actually few good competitive games that actually mean something on a regular basis yeah very important mm. well lads i think uh, we're gonna to have to leave it there um you've been very very good with your time and i really appreciate it um have we anything to add before we finish up on the aob section okay. uh, i'd I, I add can i add right yeah uh 15 or to get into a game lads can we not bring in a weekend pass i'd love to go see a lot more games but forking out 50 or 60 quid on a weekend is a bit ridiculous 
There's some coupons. <laughs> no, it's been spoken about. It's been spoken about, so we can't ignore it. In the last couple of weeks, um, lots of people have been getting in touch and uh, tweeting Carlo G and stuff about it. Um, Tipperary do a weekend pass. I think maybe, maybe there's some bit of thinking in that. Like, and again, I'd plead with whoever's involved in Carlo's social media accounts not to be taking that as personal criticism. That's just literally an observation. Oh, no, no, you know I mean? not not at all. It's just like saying. I'm saying that from my point of view as well, Christy. Just I'm not saying it to you because I've done it several mm. times, and I just feel sometimes it's taken personal. It's actually just genuine feedback from a no, fan. Like if we, it, like if you don't talk about problems, you don't solve exactly. Problems, you're not right? going to solve problems. Like what? Yeah. What? Wouldn't it be great to have a footfall there on a Thursday night, whether it's in Dr. Cullen or a super fight? You collect your ticket, right? Now, they, now someone might argue, but what happens if you give that ticket to your brother? Who cares? You're after getting 30 or 40 euro off somebody for them to go watch matches. But like you have a situation there where, say, if I go into a senior game, I go into a senior game with Dr. Cullen, there's a, a junior game out in Fenna. I'm stopped in the car to pay another five or ten out in Fenna. Where I'm after paying fifteen already, like you, I said it before, lads. We've nothing to lose here in Carlo. Absolutely not. We can do Ajax training. Like it doesn't matter. Nobody cares. So why don't we just turn things upside down a little bit and change it? And like, wouldn't it be great for the atmosphere after COVID as well to have a huge crowd at a junior game? To, like, what does that do for a young lad's confidence or someone that's playing football and there's a big crowd there egging you on? It's it's brilliant and it's great to be at it. Um, so I think for the promotion of the games and for just the viewers, say us, the spectators, I think it's well worth a, a, a punt anyway. Yeah, and I think we should try lead a bit more as a county as well. We, we tend to follow a little bit. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. why can't we be the innovators for a change? Like, you know, there's that, there's that bit of mentality there still, I think. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, look, hopefully, lads. Yeah. I, I know, Tommy, we want to mention um, Eric Fiskiven as well. There is a fundraiser yeah. for Eric. We, we, yeah. wish, we wish him all the very best. Um, we'll get the link yeah. and we'll actually share there later on. Um, yeah, anybody that's looking, anybody that's tuned into this, like, you know, I would ask you, you know, you know, Dip into your pockets, go to his GoFundMe page, and let's uh, let's help Eric out. And uh, I like on behalf of all of us, ourselves here, I want to wish Eric uh, all the best. And please God, a speedy recovery to him. And at this moment, time and thinking of his mom and dad and his sister and that. And please God, everything he works works out well for him. But uh, let's get our hands into our pockets and get into that GoFundMe page and let's help this man out. Yep, agree wholeheartedly. Agree wholeheartedly. Listen, lads. thanks, Kev. Thanks a million again. I appreciate your time. Um, just a mention to our sponsor, Paul Kelly, the back of line clinic down in uh, Kilavan, Clonigal. We thank Paul for looking after us there. And um, you can, of course, get in touch with us. You're probably watching us on Facebook or YouTube, but uh, we are on Twitter and Instagram at the left wing back. Or uh, you can email us at uh, the left wing back podcast at gmail.com is where it's at. Uh, we we'll get the audio on Spotify and Apple podcast uh, as quick as we can. It could be the morning. Sometimes it's the same night. Depends on if the adrenaline is still pumping or not. But if not, it'll be tomorrow morning, lads. And um, the very best luck to all teams this weekend. Christy Bulger, Tommy Wogan, Stephen Barbrick. Thanks a million for your time, lads. All right? Thanks, Thanks lads. Thanks, guys. See you.